been looking at dearly. I'm so excited to hear his praise report, which Janelle has been diligently working on for the last couple of weeks. And we're looking at various pathways. We have heard how God wants you healed. He is Jehovah Rapha. It's his name. It's his very name. The Lord who heals you. We've heard that faith comes. Faith comes by healing. That healing was won for us on the cross. He bore our infirmities. He carried our sicknesses on the cross. And we've heard about various difficulties, various obstacles that can be in the way, but that we can overcome. Very exciting. So we have a little bit more. You know, I could preach that healing for a whole year. There is so much in the Bible. So what we're going to do today is look to a few more pathways for healing. And hopefully you'll be so encouraged and healed. James 5.16 says, Is anyone sick? So I'm going to ask you right now, is anyone sick? You don't have to put your hand up. Has anyone got a sore muscle? Has anyone got a sore tooth? Is anyone's heart not pumping correctly? Has anyone got headaches? Is anyone sick? Call the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will heal the sick. The Lord will raise him up. And if you have committed sins, you will be forgiven. So confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So there it is. That's right there. It's very proactive, isn't it? I love that it's all in the context of church life. So we know one another. We know, you know, we, we know who our leaders are. We know who our elders are. We can get in contact with them and we can say, I'm not well. And the exciting thing is that your elders know you. <laughs> so I get the feeling here that this is all in the context of our whole character and what's going on. And maybe there are some issues that are a little out of order. And perhaps your pastor or your elder or leader might say, well, perhaps you need to work on this or that. And so it's the whole, it, this is a, a great scripture because it shows us that healing is part of our whole world, our whole character. And that sometimes there are things in our world that are out of order that need to be confessed and dealt with, or maybe not. But that's why we work together as a team. So that's a fantastic scripture and one that you need to really move on. It says, call the elders, get involved. If you're sick, go for it, get help. Don't sit at home. I actually have had people who've been sick and then they've heard that they're upset because no one prayed for them and I didn't even know they were sick. I didn't know. <laughs> I'm like, well, you can't, I can't. I, I literally can't pray for you if I don't know that you're sick. So, you know, get involved. Tell people. Get, us, get, us, get, it, get the team on your side and, and we'll help. We'll do all that we can. And be proactive in running after that healing of yours. I remember one time at um, church I had a sore knee and, and it had been sore for a while and I can remember they had an altar call. And that's just a really convenient way that you don't even have to call. They just say, well, come forward. It's not that far to go even. And uh, I remember going forward. And it was very sore and someone laid hands on me. And I had this scripture in my heart that, you know, when the elders pray for you, the Lord will raise him up and you'll be healed. And as soon as they prayed for me, I was completely healed, totally. I knew it, but I didn't feel any different. I just totally received it by faith. I went, I'm completely healed now. I've done what the Bible says. I've been healed, I've been prayed for. So I limped back to my seat and I can remember jumping around and thanking God. And someone said, why are you jumping? I said, I just got healed. I went, really? I went, yeah. Felt exactly the same. Felt exactly the same. But by the next day, it was 100% better. 
Sometimes you just got to get a hold of things in faith. And let me just say something. When it comes to healing, don't confuse the spectacular with the supernatural. Okay? Sometimes we, we, we sort of, you know, been watching Hollywood movies and, and we sort of, you know, there's, there's this beautiful soundtrack and, and, the, and the lights go slightly different and, the, you know, people glaze over and it, it's all amazing when someone's healed. But I found in Christian, in, in Christian life, especially amongst Australians who are so matter-of-fact, that healings are often very natural. The supernatural and the powerful is very natural. Often people get healed and, you know, they have amazing healings and it's just like, yeah, it's good, you know, it's not, they don't make a fuss. And often you get healed and there's not, there's not fireworks or, you know, amazing things happening. It's just the power of God and the Holy Spirit's often like that. So if something spectacular doesn't happen or amazing or you don't feel any tingles or, but I didn't fall down or I didn't feel tingles, I didn't feel nothing. It's like, that doesn't matter. God can do amazing, supernatural and powerful things with or without you falling down. So... That's another way we can be healed, another pathway. Another one is just laying on of hands. Mark 16, 15. These signs will follow those who believe. Do you believe? In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. If they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And then it says a little later, and so they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them through accompanying signs, confirming the word through accompanying signs. So signs point to the goodness of God. The disciples went out and they just kept on healing. So sometimes you think, oh, that's what happened when Jesus was here. But you look in the book of Acts and it just never stopped. They did exactly the same as Jesus had done. They preached the word and then they healed people. It's exactly the same thing. And I read a fantastic scripture in Acts 5.16. A multitude gathered from surrounding cities, bringing their sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. That's in Acts. That's after Jesus had gone to heaven, and this is with the disciples. So it was still happening. It says they were all, there's my that word that I love, they were all healed. So it just kept on going right through Acts. And so I'm like, so where does it stop? I don't want it to stop in this generation. Why should this healing power that is obviously a part of what God wants to do, so many scriptures that we've been hearing about over the last four weeks, it doesn't need to stop. And if you do a little bit of historical research, I was reading about Justin Martyr in 165, Irenaeus, healings, Clement spoke about here, Gregory of Nazianzus in 300, Augustine wrote about many healings, there's so many healings right through the early history of the church. It just keeps going. And it wasn't until some time under some of the popes when they felt that healing perhaps wasn't available that they started to clamp down on this concept. But fortunately, there's always people that were being healed. And it was always happening. And it's still happening today. So I just, I just encourage you to, to, to say, okay, these signs follow those who believe. That's me. In my name, they cast out demons. We do that in our church. We cast out demons. Did you know that? Maybe you didn't know that, but we do all the time. We see a devil, someone devil's harassing someone or harassing our church. We get it out. I'm not putting up with any devils. I remember there was a devil once in our church operating. They usually operate through someone, obviously, but um, it was operating through someone, and I'd had, had enough of it. So I was up the front of the church, and I told it to get out. I said, you can get out now. I've had enough of you. And so we told this devil to leave. And um, it was interesting because... 
at the, the back, on the far corner of the church. Someone was sitting at the very back. And at the end of the service, they were sitting back with honey show coffees on the, on the corner, just on your way out. This person was sitting there, and they came up to me afterwards, and they were freaked out. They said, Ruth, I'm so freaked out. I sensed the devil in the service. I said, really? And she goes, yeah, I, I just know it was the devil. I said, when was this? She said, at the beginning of the service. I said, what was it doing? She said, I just don't run right past me. I said, was it going in or out? She said, it was going out. I said, well, that's okay, so long as it's going out. And she said, and it really upset her, but I, I knew that I'd cast the devil out at the beginning of the service. So I was kind of okay with it. I thought, as a matter of fact, I think her word was a confirmation to me. Because it was just so coincidental. I don't normally have people come and say that to me, you know. You know, Ruth, the devil was, you know, there's not. But it was just real confirmation because I did it at the beginning of the service and I knew what I was doing. And then at the end of the service, she came and said she felt it run past it. And I'm like, cool, that's cool. So, you know, this is, this, these are the signs. It's very normal and natural. And you, you'll see devils and you get them out. You can see them. I mean, you know, people are sometimes doing things that's like, that's just weird. That's just out there. That's not meant to be happening. So, you know, you just cast them out. And this is what, these are the signs that follow those who believe. And healing is part of it. It's just a healing. And that one there, I love that one there. It says that if they drink any deadly poison, it will by no means hurt them. And I just wondered, should I tell the watermelon story? Who wants me to tell the watermelon Because <laughs> some of you haven't heard it. Have you heard it? You don't want to hear it. <laughs> All right, so just briefly, you know, when we were in Russia, this, this is another sign that follows those who believe. When we were in Russia, we, we lived in Russia as missionaries for a little while, and we were trying to give our children fresh fruit because there wasn't a lot. And so then some watermelons appeared on the street, and the watermelons had been brought up from the south of Russia. At that time, there was a, some food shortages in Russia when we were there. This is back in the 90s. And... Um, you know, these days when you go to Russia, there's T-shirts that say, I survived the 90s. It was, even the, it was tough even for the Russians. <laughs> it was a bad time. But um, these watermelons appeared, so I'm thinking, great, watermelons. Good, that'll be good for the kids. So I get the watermelons and give them to Hudson and Eleanor. Fill them up with watermelons all, all week. I think two weeks we ate all these watermelons, obviously in season. And, uh, and then I had a call from a friend from the American Embassy who always said she would call me if there was an emergency um, you know, we had a, we had, they had a, 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 a nuclear power plant just outside the city. So if it was going to have a meltdown, she said she'd ring me to let me know. And she used to go shopping with a Geiger counter because she wasn't really into radioactivity. <laughs> so he, from the embassy, so she would go into the market and <laughs> so she was, she was sort of, she, she said she'd help me out if I needed help. And uh, so she rings me up and she goes, Ruth, have you seen the watermelons on on the streets? I go, yeah. And she goes. Okay, whatever you do, don't eat them. And I'm like, oh. And I didn't say anything. I said, why? And she said, they're very radioactive. They've just got them straight up from Chernobyl, you know. So, so just don't eat any. And I go, okay, thanks for letting me know. <laughs> and I'm like, great. So um, we fed our children radioactive watermelons for a full two weeks. But there they are, sitting there, <laughs> looking fine. <laughs> So, you know, but there's a scripture. I mean, if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. And your children might sometimes eat radioactive watermelons. They might go out and eat snails. That has also been consumed quite substantially by my eldest son. He, you know, he had a breakfast of snails one morning or whatever. You know what kids are like. They get into stuff. But here again, you know, we can believe God for healing. We can believe God that it doesn't have any impact on them. 
Praise God. And we, all of you have a child who gets into cupboards and eat, eats things. We'll praise God for that. So these are all ways that we can heal. heal. And that one is just, just those who believe, these signs. And a sign points to something. It points to something. It points to the very goodness of God. That's what it, you know, it's a sign that says, God is good. God wants to see you healed. God does not want your children to be hurt by all the various things that they put in their mouths. That's our God. He's just a good God. That's a sign of his goodness. And we are the ones who believe in his goodness. So we're the ones that show people those signs. We're just, wherever we go, we're just always there to show people how good he is. In the Bible, it speaks of, of special miracles that happened in Acts 19.11. They even, they even got you know, pieces of material and handkerchiefs from Paul. And they got a hold of them and they took those, that material and they prayed for people and laid it, laid it on people and they got healed. Just the material. It, it speaks about people just trying to get in the shadow, in Peter's shadow, because there was an anointing. I mean, you know, there's so many different ways that God wants to heal. I think God just enjoys it. He just enjoys all these different ways to heal us. He just has fun. If one pathway doesn't work for you, I just say, find another one. <laughs> Something will work. God, God wants to, to bless you. You know, we are a Pentecostal church. And what that means is we believe in all this stuff. It's all in the Bible, and we actually believe it. We actually believe it still happens today. When it says these signs follow those who believe, we actually believe that. We actually believe in speaking in tongues and casting out demons and healing the sick. That's so cool. I'm like, come on. You know, why wouldn't you believe? I mean, I know there are some people that don't believe in it. I'm like, okay, don't believe in it then. But we're having more fun over here because we believe in it. And we see it happening. So it's cool. You know, Janelle reads out that praise report. We've got, we've got folders of those. We've got, we've got piles and piles from all the years we've been doing church. It's very exciting. So let's believe in this stuff and let's do it. Let's do all of this and see things happening. See what God is, is up to. It's, it's just so, so very exciting. We're not, we're not silly. We're not silly to believe this. We're not lacking in intelligence or, you know. I, I mean, when I first came over into the whole Pentecostal world, we, I was an Anglican. I was a very good Anglican little girl. Very good girl. And, uh, you know, us Anglicans, we, we had um, good morals and we had good character because that's what we learn about every week. And, uh, you know, I just used to think Pentecostals were freaky, you know. I just thought they were a bit weird, a bit out there. But um, it's interesting, recently, in the most recent church life survey that they did, they found that the Pentecostal churches in Australia have a higher percentage of people with tertiary degrees. So we're actually more educated. Percentage-wise, we have more education than people in other churches. So we're not only spiritual, we're smarter as well. So, you know... <laughs> So what I'm trying to say is you can have the, the Spirit of God and you can have the Word of God. You can have it all. You can be wise and sensible and you can have good, solid character and you can be Pentecostal and believe that devils leave and believe in speaking in tongues and believe that God wants us to be healed and see those healings and see it happening. There are gifts of healing. This is another pathway to healing. 1 Corinthians 12.1, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be uninformed or ignorant. I want you to know about spiritual gifts. It's important. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each for the benefit of all, the profit of all. And then he lists some of the different gifts, but it says to another, 
the gift of faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles. So he speaks there of gifts of healing that are given to us. Gifts are not a reward, by the way. They're not because of your great character. Gifts are just given to you because God chooses to give them to you. He chooses to bless them with you. And I believe that God's given you gifts, spiritual gifts. I believe God gives everyone spiritual gifts. As a matter of fact, I think that, that everybody can do a lot of things. I think all, it says these signs follow those who believe. They can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So I actually believe that every single person, every single Christian, can lay hands on a sick person and they can recover because the power of the Holy Spirit is in us and the power of God is in us. Now, I do think some people are more gifted with gifts of healing or with gifts of miracle or with gifts of faith. But I know that I've operated all nine of the spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit at various points in my life. But I wouldn't say I'm gifted at it. So it's a little bit like singing, you know. I think we can all sing, but I'm not giving you all a microphone. You know, some of you are, are, are obviously more gifted. And so all of us can do pretty much everything that the Holy Spirit has shown us in the Bible. But we'll find that some of these spiritual gifts are more suited to us and that in the church we will operate those gifts to a greater extent, to more power, and we'll sense that this is a real, this is a gift. This is something that we are, you know, very able and capable to do. And so let's, let's think about what, what that gift is. And often, it's interesting when people have a gift, they often don't acknowledge it as a gift because it's easy. And they often don't want to do it. I can't tell you how often I find this with young people. I say, I don't want to do that. Well, no, it's so easy. I'm good at that. I don't want... It's like, that's because it's your gift. Do your gift. If you find something easy and not hard, do it. Other people find it very hard. And, and you, you don't realize sometimes it's a gift. A gift means it's not, there's no sense of effort. It's just, I'll just do it. I find that sometimes with healing, sometimes it's, I, I almost feel like I don't have any faith because I'm not even trying. I, I remember just uh, a couple of years ago, I went back to Russia and my my friend Irina, who is a singer, she's a beautiful singer, and she leads all the churches there quite a lot, and she didn't, she had lost her voice. She didn't sing. And uh, the doctor said she'd done something to her throat, and she hadn't sung for a year. And there was concern that she would never sing again, because sometimes that happens with singers. They can get nasty things in their throats, and um, they lose their voice altogether. So she couldn't sing. And uh, she told me that. And I'm just like, that's just stupid. But you just, I thought, that's stupid. Of course you're going to be healed. I said, well, let's pray and get you healed. She said, yes, let's. I'm just like, so I prayed and she was healed and she started to sing again. But I never even felt like I had faith. And I think that's because it's a gift of healing. It's just, I just, it just, I thought that's ridiculous. As if you're not going to be able to sing for the rest of your life. That just irritated me. Sometimes that's a sign that something's not right. I think that's dumb. That's not right. Let's just sort that out. I'm not putting up with that. And she's like, I agree. So sometimes that's how you know that something's a gift because it's just so easy and, it's, and there's a sense of rightness about it. It's like, this is out of order. Let's put it where it belongs. Let's get you singing again, girl, because that's kind of like your ministry. What's the point of stopping your ministry when you're only 45? That's not good. Well, let's get healed. She was healed. So, you know, God is operating gifts of healing and many times God will... You know, someone will just have a, a strong sense that you can be healed, and we need to we need to find out who those people are. I, I love to, you know, sometimes I talk to people and I can hear the faith in their voice, and so I get them to do what I want them to do. You know, whether it's healing or whatever it is, they're just like, oh yeah, that's easy, we can do that. I'm like, really? You find it easy? You want? You think it's easy? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. 
Let's do it. Let you do it. Just come on. I'm just like, I love that faith. I love to hear that. But if I don't find faith, if I don't find a gift of healing, and we know that, you know, there's many pathways to healing, and sometimes God doesn't use one pathway and he wants you to use another one. But sometimes we're like, no, I want it to be this way. Sometimes we want, I want to be healed at the front of the church. I want to be, I want this person to pray for me. I want to go to the, you know, the Benny Hinn conference or the John, you know, Bill Johnson conference and be healed there. And it doesn't happen. And we can be disappointed and think, oh, well, you know, I didn't get healed. It's like, well, you didn't get healed there. Try something else. Kenneth Hagen tells a great story about how he always prayed for his wife and she was always healed. He would just pray for her and she was healed. He had obviously had a gift of healing in his life. She would get sick. He would pray for her. And then one day she got, she got sick and he went to go and pray for her and he was like, I can't pray for her. It's not going to happen. He just knew. I, I, don't, I don't have faith. So he's like, what's going on? And he felt like God say, I want her to do it. I want her to be healed. I want her to use her own faith. I want her to get the word of God and grow in faith. He says he doesn't even like praying for Pentecostals. He says, I don't like praying for Pentecostals because he says they all get taught this all the time and so God expects them to go and get the, bit of the, you know, get the word and do a little bit of work. He says, I prefer praying for sort of non-Pentecostals because they don't know anything about it. So they, they just get healed because God's very gracious and kind. So he says, it's easier to pray for them to be healed. Whereas once someone has learned the word of God and understands that I can be healed just at home just by praying and reading the word of God, sometimes God actually wants us to do that. So, you know, there's all these different ways to be healed. But anyway, his wife, she didn't get healed that time. So he, she said, I don't have faith. And so he said, well, what have you got faith for? And she said, well, I've got faith the operation will be a success. And he said, all right, well, let's agree that the operation's a success. He said, I've got faith that the healing, that recovery is remarkably quick. He said, well, let's believe for that. So they prayed and believed for that. And the doctors commented on how remarkably quick the recovery was from the operation. So, you know, there's... Just different ways of being healed. That's where she was at. That's not to say every time you have an operation you don't have faith. You know, there's all different ways. But just give them all a go. See what God is doing. So all these different pathways to healing, you know, there's no failure in faith. Have a go. There's no, you, you can't fail. If you believe in God and things don't work out the way you expect, you have not failed. You cannot fail. If, if there's faith, there is results. There is results. You can't fail. You can't not, not see faith have a consequence, have, faith have an effort. Even if things don't work out the way you expect, you didn't fail. So never see it as a failure. When you're believing God for something, and, you know, and, and Bill Johnson's wonderful with this because he talks about how they prayed for his father to be healed. His father was 70 and he ended up dying of cancer. But they fought and fought and fought. You can imagine Bill praying and fighting and believing for his own dad. But his dad died. But they fought and he said, it was kind of like, what's going on? And he, he, he describes it. He says, we pushed this boulder. We pushed and pushed and pushed with faith. And we didn't see it go the way we wanted. We didn't see. But he said, but in pushing, we got strong. And since that time, they've had so many people come into their church and into their movement and be healed of cancer. So many. So it's kind of like, that faith didn't fail, you know, that maybe, you know, maybe that particular battle wasn't the outcome that they wanted, but the, the victory was there, the victory was won. So, you know, they, just keep pressing in. There is mystery in all of this. I, I don't suggest that we have all the answers and that we can always say the way God works and the way things will, the way things will happen. 
But I can definitely say that God has called us to victory and God has called us to faith. And mystery is not to make us feel sad. It's like, you know, again, as Bill says, things are hidden for us. They're not hidden from us. So they're hidden for us so we can seek. Mystery is for us to discover. That is is for our glory, to go hunting. What's going on here, God? And so you might have mystery in your life when it comes to healing, and you might have unexplained answers. So I would suggest you keep hunting, keep keep seeking, keep going, what's going on, God? And find out what, what the answer is. You know, with Job, who's the classic one for all of this, we see how we see what was going on with Job. He was so awesome that the devil had permission to test him. That was the, That's what was going on. But Job never knew that, and his mates never knew that. They just thought he was some sinful dude. And what have you been doing wrong that you're getting sick, Job? So Job had to press into that mystery and press into God, and he had a, a real revelation of God at the end. But he never did find out why he was sick. Not in his life, not that we know of in the Bible. He had to wait till he got to heaven. We found out. And just think of the victory that came out of Job's life, even though he was so incredibly sick and he had such, you know, problems. So there's a mystery in all of this. But the mystery is exciting. And we press into the mystery and we press into God and see what he's got for us. So there's so many different pathways for healing. And what I want to say is just, you know, as we come to a conclusion, you know, I guess we sort of, talk about healing like so I can get healed, you know, but I just want to encourage you to think of it not just about us, not just even about our church, but about everybody else. It's not really just about us. The gifts of the Spirit are not so that I can go, wow, look what I can do. <laughs> not the point. The point is to love this one who is sick, to have compassion on this person who who needs God. You know, it's, it's that love. It's we have to love people. We press into healing for ourselves because if I can get a hold of something, then I can give it away. It doesn't, because, you know, these days with modern medicine, you can often just live with certain conditions. You can manage, not all conditions, but some conditions we can live with. But, but why not press in for healing so that we can see healing for our brothers and sisters in church and we can get out there in the world and pray for people, which is great what Michael did, you know? Just to go up to a random stranger and pray for them is cool and exciting. And I think we should all be doing that. We've all, what are the gifts of the Spirit? Look at that list and go, which one's, which one's God? Which one's leap out to you? I, I, I want to do this. But I don't want to do it for me. I'm start with my wife because, you know, she might mind if I had practice on her. But, do you know what I'm saying? And then the children and then the church. But then out in the world, that's where it's exciting. And it says that here. It says, there are different gifts, but the same Spirit. I read this before. There are different ministries, but the same Lord. And it says, now, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to everyone for the common good. God really spoke to me through this scripture. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to everyone for the common good. The word manifestation, phanerosis, it comes from the word phos, which is light. So it's basically like an exhibition, the openness, the brightness of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's, a, it's obvious, I mean, we understand manifestation, it's a public display, but it comes from that word like a shining brightness. It, whoa, there it is. The shining brightness of the Holy Spirit. And he says it's given to all of us. It's given to everyone for the common good. 
So we are better together, but you are called to have that manifestation of the Holy Spirit. It says it's given to everyone. It's given to you. It didn't say it was given to some people. Everyone has been given a manifestation, which is a shining brightness of the Holy Spirit. I love this concept. So when we go out there, we are meant to have a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. We are meant to shine. And that goes right with all the scriptures saying, let your light shine. You know, you are the light of the world. We're meant to be manifesting the Holy Spirit. We're meant to be shining with brightness. And whoa, what's that? That's who we're meant to be out there in the world. So everyone else is just mm, like this. And we're meant to have this, mm, and just can't wait to pray for someone and, and just look for opportunities. And it's given to all of us for the common good. This is really exciting. And that's why he says in 1 Corinthians 12, to desire the best gifts. And in 1 Corinthians 14, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. Now, 1 Corinthians 13 is that great scripture about love. And a lot of people sort of say, well, there's spiritual gifts, but come on, love is more important. I think you're missing the whole point. Of course love is the most important thing, and that's why we have spiritual gifts. It's not either or. It's not, well, we don't, we don't want to do these spiritual gift things, you know, that's all very well and you've got to do it properly. It's more important to love. I'm like, of course it's most important to love. And love people with spiritual gifts. Because if someone's walking around and they can't get healed and you love them, what better way to show them the love of God than to heal them? Hello, I think that's what Jesus did. <laughs> that's how Jesus showed love. So we can be like Jesus, and I encourage you to get a hold of that anointing, whatever it is that God's called you to. You are gifted. You can pray for anyone to be healed, but you have special gifts on you, and are you shining? Is that manifestation of the Holy Spirit, is it working through you or not? When you go out into the world, when you go to, you know, I went into uh, Centrelink the other day and I'm sitting there and I sit there to this sweet Italian guy and he's trying to work out my gum on the computer and I'm doing a little bit better because <laughs> I'm 10 years younger than him, you know, so we're doing it like this. And uh, if you get trouble, you put your hand up. So I got in trouble because the woman gave me a code and I couldn't tell if it was an order of six. And there was two codes. And I said, is it an order of six? He says, I don't know. I said, so what do I do? He says, just try it. So do you know how many combinations you have to work out if you've got several noughts and sixes in two lines of, and I put, no, not that one, I don't try that one, no, not this one, try that one. Anyway, so I'm sitting there doing that, and he's sitting there stuck. So we get to talking, and he's, can't work. He says, I want, I want the work. I can't work, because his back's sore. And I'm like, oh, and there's people all around us, and we've got the computer guys, and I'm like, do you believe in God? And he's uh, from the one, my computer, he goes, yes, yes. Well, I'm sorry, I always go to Russian when I try and do accents. I've always got a Russian. I've got a, I've got a, I, go, I did American, or American and Russian, but Italian, I've, I've kind of lost my Italian. So anyway, I'll just go Australian. But he had an Italian accent. So he's like, yeah, I believe in God. And I said, that's great. And I said, do you know that God can heal your back? And he goes, yeah. And I said, we've seen so many healings in our church. We've seen people with terrible backs be healed. And he goes, oh, okay, yeah. I said, you know, you, we can go. And I wanted to reach over and pray, but it was really not going to happen. You know, we guys coming up, and we were, I was on the computer, so I kind of, so then I say, um, you know, God can hear me, because he says, every time I drive to Sydney, I pray, he says, 50 Hail Marys, and I'm like, great, you know, great, never nothing, you know, great, I say, do you ever pray from your heart, you know, just ask God for healing, he goes, 
I said, do that. I just ask God to heal. He'll heal you. He will heal you. I know. He wants to heal you. I said, God wants to heal you. I said, it's like a secret weapon. You pray and he will heal you back. He goes, okay, okay. And then the guy came over to help us because we were stuck. And then and he goes, okay, I've got to go. And he goes, bye. I go, bye. I said, have a good time. He goes, yeah, yeah. I, I remember the secret weapon. I remember. I go, yeah, you do it. And the guy, like, this gentleman guy's like, hello, what's going on? It's so fun. Come on, it's just so cool to do that. Like, just everywhere you go, you just sort of looking around and there's opportunities and we've got gifts. Now, I didn't actually get to lay hands on him, but, you know, that's, I'll do whatever the Holy Spirit leads you to do. We've obviously got to be sensitive and aware of situations and God will show us how we can do Him things with him. So that's why the Bible says desire spiritual gifts. Desire it. Desire spiritual gifts. Because we love people. And we want to help them. And we want to show them God. We want to show them the God of love, but we also want to show them the God of power. That's what Jesus did. He showed them God. Praise the Lord. So in all of that we've spoken about healing, receive your healing, be healed, and then let's get out there and do it. Be bold, church. Come on. Desire this. Earnestly desire to be involved. Praise God. So we come to a conclusion of healing this, this season, we've seen many wonderful pathways to healing. We've seen that God is Jehovah Rapha. He's the Lord who heals you. He's the Lord who heals you. Jesus said, as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received. Freely you have received, freely give. And I think that's a great place to finish. To freely receive, you guys receive your healing, and then freely give and boldly give out there in the world. Praise God. Now, we're going to finish now and we're going to pray. When Peter, um, you know, when they came to Peter, and this isn't with Jesus, but there was that great word that they were all healed. They were all healed. Everyone was healed. And honestly, I was praying this morning and I just felt like I want everyone in this room to be healed. All. I want that word in our church. I mean, come on. We just had four or five weeks, how long? I don't know, four or five weeks of preaching on healing. You know God wants to heal you. You know he loves you. I want you to freely receive this morning because I want you to freely give. But you shouldn't just, it's not about us in this room. We're all fine. But I just had this thing, I want that word. I want they were all healed, everyone. And I just think, let's all, you know, whether it's an instant healing or a miracle or whether it's just the beginning of healing, I don't see why we can't have that here now. I mean, there were multitudes that came to Peter, and I'm sure they had a lot more serious diseases in those days than we've got now. I mean, some of them were the same, of course. But, you know, they didn't have medicine to help them along. And so what I'm going to ask is if you have an issue, I just want you to stand up and anything that you decide, I've had enough of this, I want to be healed. I just want you to stand where you are. Where you are. I'm not going to call you to the front because we're all going to pray. So if you've got something in your body and you want it healed, be it big or small, I want you to stand up right now and we're all going to pray together for you. We're going to pray together. I imagine, yes, a lot of us will stand because it's a pretty big altar call. And he, you know, in fact, I'll be fascinated to see who's still sitting down. And people who are 100% healed and healthy, good on you. There can't be very many of us that have not one single muscle out of, out of whack. Praise God. 
Now, wouldn't it be great if we can, can you see that? Can you, can you see what, what they said to Peter? They were all healed. Everyone who came to Jesus, all, he healed them all. He healed them all. Father God, right now, right now, we, we, we just, we're just looking for you to move, Lord God. Lord Jehovah Rapha, right now, I want us to freely receive the healing power of God. Father, we release it over this room so that they are all healed. Everyone in church this morning is healed. I want you right now to say, I freely receive. Say that. I freely receive. I receive healing. That's it. Say, he forgives all my sins. He heals all my diseases. Say that. He forgives all my sins. He heals all my diseases. Put your hand on that part of your body where you want healing. Just put your hand there right now and see it healed. I want you to see your body healed. I want you to see if it's muscles out of place, see them moving. See bones clicking into place. See foul viruses and bacteria. Any, any viral, any bacterial issue leaves in Jesus' name. It leaves in Jesus' name. Any spirits, any demonic spirits that have been attacking people, spirits of depression, Spirits of, that are, are, are getting at people and pulling them down into sickness. Any unclean or unhealthy spirits, we bind you. We say, leave in Jesus' name. You're not allowed in here because they're all healed. We pray right now, Father God. We pray, God, that you would move. Any cells that are not healthy and strong, we speak to those cells in your body. We say, be healthy, be strong, reproduce right. Any parts of bodies that have been destroyed or cut off or, or broken, we see them growing back. The body is wonderful. Your body is amazing. We speak to that and say, grow, be strong, be healthy. Pain, get out of this room in Jesus' name. Jesus bore our pain. Why should we carry it? We say to pain, go in Jesus' name. Father God, right now, let's just wait on the Holy Spirit a little bit longer. Let's just wait. I want you to see. I just see angels ministering. It's ministering to us now. Receive your healing. Father God. God in heaven. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are the God who heals and you are our God and we love you. Father, we freely receive this morning. And I pray that we would freely give, that we would boldly give, Lord God. That we would boldly give. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Come on, let's give a big clap offering. Come on. Praise God. All right. Praise the Lord.